Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Podcast. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Lights of Mercy in Perilous Times The lights of mercy are revealed through the Son of God and His redemptive power, then through those He has redeemed, as they become the lights of hope and the message of redemption. A World on Fire for Hell God has other plans for you. Amidst the conflict, Christ Jesus is the victory every time and brings those in the fire with him out into the light of victory and deliverance. Ecclesiastes mirrors reflecting man's choice. This article brings scripture and practicality down to mainstream America. It is also true that while these passages reflect what society faces and the God who is above all, there are always choices. America's Sins of Your Sister Sodom The sins reach a pinnacle for this modern generation. How does this judgment on Judah and being compared to her sister Sodom go against traditional ideas? And the following are the latest posts on mourn-usa.com. Beginning Wisdom, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 63 on Battle Lines. Beginning wisdom is started in, is stated in scripture as being the fear of the Lord. Here, respect, awe, wonder, worship, service, serve, discipleship, and more. What happens if a people move away from that wisdom? End Time Gospel Missions Classic at Warren Radio. End Time's Gospel Mission stands as the hallmark of end time prophecy, for this gospel shall be preached in all the world for a witness. Be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. Everything was okay, or so they thought. A truth so unbelievable. It took a miracle to fight back. Don't miss The Rising. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. The Watchman wrote this book in 2019, even before COVID and all the writing by BLM and Antifa started. And we weren't able to get it published until 2021. So you can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play, Angus and & Robertson, and many more. And the ebook, the rising ebook, can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com and while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. And now I welcome in the Watchman.
You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings. Welcome to this Friday morning edition of Sound the Shofar. Shabbat begins tonight. And we are here on a rather chilly morning. And spring, if we count the beginning of March as spring, well, spring is close, but it does get cold. This week we're doing a series we've been doing for, this is part four, The Throne of Iniquity. And there is a lot of iniquity that's that's around. Excuse me. Part four, day of calamity. Merriam-Webster, on their website online, says calamity a disastrous event marked by great loss and lasting distress and suffering. Nobody likes calamity. Just like the calamity that hit Syria and Turkey. And uh, they've had other earthquake since. There's a lot of calamities in life. And so the big question is you know (coughs) calamity. How can I live my life without calamity? Especially in an America like it is today. Let me tell you about a woman. Today she's kind of a legend. She's uh, not well known unless you research this stuff. And... Uh, A calamity happened to her family in the old Russia. And of course the Tsar at that time and the information that we have today about her has been cleaned. In other words, they don't tell you how she got where she was. And I thought she was dead because she was sick the last time that I was researching her and that's when she got found. But see, a long time ago, now see, even as I look over this, because this is on YouTube, you don't put anything on it about Russian persecution. When we're doing persecuting, you know, our stories, advocacy on the persecuted church, I don't ever, that I know of, very, I've reported a couple of times, 
But no news comes out of Russia on the persecuted church. Not from the, a lot of the ones that I cover, and I have a lot, a lot of sources. So Russia is pretty good at covering this up. You see, because the Russian Orthodox Church is like the only one there is. Now, I'm sure there's other Protestants there. But see, at the time of this young of this woman, her family was living in Russia. And the reason I know this is because of the research and of a man that came along and found her. The first one, he had heard about her. The setting, of course, is Russia. And, I, and the reason I'm doing this this morning, we are doing it on Calamity. And this woman, the last time I seen her was, she was 70. And there is some recent videos of her in 2021-2022. But when I researched it, I found three pages on her and nothing was later than 2022. I have no information what happened to her after that. But there's not a lot of information and what I gathered was from listening to her videos that had been done when she was first found. And a writer showed up, researcher, and uh, he documented it. And I don't have those videos. And uh, at any rate, the name of this woman is Agafia Lakova. You may never have heard of Agafia, but her family escaped Russian persecution many years ago. I don't know the date when it began. But it went like this, as I remember it from her interviews and what she said. They were traditional, what you could call Protestant believers. And the Russian Orthodox Church began persecuting the Protestants in Russia. Of course, the or Russian Orthodox Church has always been the one that had the ear of the Tsars. And even today, the Russian Orthodox Church and its leadership backs Putin. And uh, it's very, very political, but this is the way they do things. And so Agapia's father took his family and fled because it was getting bad. And you know, this guy, he fled to one of the harshest regions of Siberia. And they had to build the cabins. When I seen her when she was alive, all of her family had died. They died over the years. They had literally lived in Siberia, built up a life. They had animals. And had very little, almost no contact with the outside world. During the persecution, they didn't say anything. And they brought with them a large family Bible. It's huge. And she would pray in that. And even when she was found... She was still reading that Bible and praying from that Bible. Now, when I was looking in this, it was around the uh, anywhere from 2007 to 2010 or, and a few years after that. I can't remember the exact time.
But this guy came along and started interviewing her. And they managed to escape the Russian persecution. And eventually the Russian persecution of the Protestants, and I don't know the history of it, but her history was they just kept living in the wilderness. And they had clothes, uh, and I'm not privy to where they got them, but she had, that I know of it, no contact. So she must have brought her clothes with her. Very tattered, worn clothes. And uh, they did everything. They found everything in the wilderness. And they managed to live in the harshest regions. And I think of that calamity. You see, her family faced a calamity. They had been living in Russia proper, where the rest of them. Now let me give you some other background that I found this morning. Agafya Karpovna Lakova. I never knew her middle name. But she's an old Russian believer. Part of the Lykov family. Who lived alone in the Taiga for most of her life. In 2016, she was residing in the western Sayan Mountains in the Republic of Caucasia. And Lakova is the sole surviving member of the family and has been mostly self-sufficient since 1988 when her father died. She became a national phenomenon in the early 1980s when Vasily Peskov published articles about her family and their extreme isolation from the rest of society. She was born in a hollowed-out pine wash tub in 1944 to Karp Osipovich Lykov and Akolina Lykova. She was their fourth child and the second to be born in the Taiga. For the first 35 years of her life, Lykova did not have contact with anyone outside of her immediate family. And information about the outside world came from her father's stories and the family's Russian Orthodox Bible. Now at the time of this writing, Lakova was living at 3,444 feet up a remote mountainside in the Avakan Range, about 150 miles away from the Nears. And this woman, I was amazed at how she could live alone, keep the faith. She hauled wood. She managed to get food to eat. I, and when you look at her, she she's not skin and bone. She's got meat on her cheeks. And she lived in a part where there was nobody else. And then I'm going to tell you about another story. This comes from a survival expert. You know who he is. But he'll remain anonymous. He was out doing one of his shows in Turkey out in the middle of nowhere and a lot of cliffs sandstone and a river and he pointed up to the side of the sandstone and he said you see those up there those caves 
That's where the early Christians came and fled from persecution. Many years ago. So we went over there and there was nothing there to get up. But, okay, I'll tell you his name, Bear Grylls. And so he, and he being a Christian himself, went up there, managed to get in the thing, and he showed you where their cook fires were at, and where their long caves. So when someone came in and tried to find them, they had dug a system of caves back in to the rocks there, the sandstone. So you couldn't find them. You could get lost in there. And of course, there's no doors. There's no windows. If, if you want a window, they would make a cave, I mean a, a hole to crawl in. That would be your hallway. And they went everywhere. And that's what they would climb into in case there was danger. And one part of this went up. And it wasn't easy to get to. But it came out on a ledge where absolutely nobody could. Could do anything. They couldn't climb up. But they would use that to look out and look around. And there was a lot of Christians that stayed there during this time of persecution. This was in Turkey. And remember, the Ottomans were really, really powerful. And of course, they committed genocide. And so, I look at the history. And I look at the word cataclysm. I look at this and I think to myself, man, when a day of calamity comes, what are you going to do? Are you willing to take off somewhere? Not even knowing where you're going. Now, her dad knew where he was going. He was going to go up to Siberia where nobody, not many, could even go and survive a day, let alone for all the time they did. And where do you get food? And what do you do? And how do you do it? Well, her dad knew how and he taught his family. And I have no information on the rest of the family. I'm sure the information is out there. And there is a YouTube channel dedicated to her. And there's lots of videos on it. But nothing past that I could see past 2022. But you see, look at America. Look at the trouble we're having in this country. You see, the, the title of our study is Throne of Iniquity. There is a throne of iniquity in America. And the chief architect is the one that's controlling it. And it's not Obama. Obama is antichrist in nature. His policies are antichrist. But... There's somebody more powerful than him. Matter of fact, I wrote my book, The Rising, based upon what I believed was a viable story to relate the secrets behind what's happening in America today. Uh, the book is called The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller. 
And you can go over to my website at danaglennsmith.com. We have our little store over there. And, uh, and I've also got a big... Um, some information on there that scrolls by you can look. The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. You can get it worldwide. But in that is one of the secrets to what has happened in America and how they're, what they're doing. Now, we look at this and there are crises everywhere. There are calamities everywhere. We cover the persecuted church, as I said before. And these things, these events, there are so many of them. It's a struggle to try to get money to everybody. And, you know, we have a fund, but it's a certain amount, and that's what we have. Now, if we had, like, the money of Soros, or had Soros's money, which is unclean, and used that to buy food to get to these people, we could take care of every need there was in the world. If some of these billionaires would get rid of that money, and instead of using it to destroy America, use it to save people, then it wouldn't be cursed money. But see, this, this is what you have when you have a day of calamity and there's people have to make a choice. You can make a good choice or a bad choice. And see, both of these examples are just two examples of one family. We don't know who was in the caves except Christians that Bear Grylls was pointing to. But you see, the point of it is, is these people had to get out of where they were. They left their homes, their houses, their jobs, their support, everything, and went out in the middle of nowhere to live, to be safe. The Lord told his own apostles, and when they persecute you in this city, leave and go to another city. Go somewhere else. When the Jews threatened to kill the Lord, it says of him that he would not go into Jewry, Jewry anymore, to where all the Jews were, because they sought to kill him. He went to another area to let it cool down. And so we get down here in Deuteronomy 32, 35 through 39. See, society thinks that they can do pretty much what they want to. And they do. They get away with it. I remember the days of Idi Amin and many others who came on power just like him, committing genocide, killing his enemies. From Uganda to the Sudan. To Russia, some of the greatest genocides on the face of this earth. Were done by Stalin and Mao. Millions died at their hands. And anybody that takes Russia and Putin 
that they're that they're that he's not going to win or not going to proceed don't know Russian history. The Russians came out of the Cossacks, where the Cossacks were Russian. They were fierce warriors. At any rate, Deuteronomy 32, verse 35. To me belongeth vengeance and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time. For the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that shall come upon them make haste. The day of their calamity. For the Lord shall judge his people and repent himself for his servants. When he seeth that their power is gone and there is none shut up or left. And he shall say, Where are their gods, their rock in whom they trusted, which did eat the fat of their sacrifices and drink the wine of their drink offerings? Let them rise up and help you and be your protection. See now that I, even I am he, there is no God with me. I kill and I make alive, I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. Now he's talking to the wicked here. Even his own people at one time. He told Jeremiah not even to pray for Judah because of their corruption. He sent him into captivity for 70 years. Now we're covering a lot of this in our Isaiah series. And see, today, because of our technology, at the time when technology and knowledge is ever increasing more than at any time on the face of this earth, we know more. And we know sciences. And we know how to make a boy into a girl and a girl into a boy, or so we think. But you see, it's ironic that at the moment in time, when we think we know everything, we are the most corrupt. It's just like science. Science without God is paganism, idolatry. And are your gods of technology? See, even Babylon had gods of technology. There's always been technology. Being able to make a fire is technology. Especially when there was no fire. Nobody know, knew who, what it was. God gave him a start. He kicked him out of the garden, put clothes on him, and away they went. And after a while, they forgot how to get back into the garden. And man has been out there ever since. Now, one of the scriptures that I really like, and that's why I put it in here. It's in Romans, the 12th chapter, 17 through 19. Now, the, the one verse that I like, and I want to point out, If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. That's Paul to the Romans. All men. And when we read men... We interpret it meaning all people, all those. It's not just the patriarchal society, but all people, whoever you come across. As much as lies in you. You want to be peaceful, but the guy brings a knife and wants to kill you. Well, that pretty much throws that out. 
See, we got violence in America all over the time. But one of the good things, I can live peaceably with all men as much as lies in me. That means if they want peace and want to be civil, then I can live peaceably with them. It doesn't matter what they believe. So the front end of that, verse 17, recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Remember, this is the gospel. We love our neighbors as ourselves. So we live peaceably with all men, inasmuch as lies in us. If he doesn't want your love, they don't want your love, your, your concern, your friendship. In America, today, right where we live, you know, and we're surrounded by neighbors, and we've had probably two or three neighbors come, but they're down the block a ways. Um, we have neighbors next to us, and we say hi to them once in a while. But see, when I was being raised, we knew everybody on the block, even the block over, the block in back of us. We knew them. We knew their families. We knew their, you know, mom and dad. We knew where they worked. You know, and if one of the kids were in problem, were in trouble or whatever, you know, uh, the household, you know, if they saw it, they'd help them. You know, and I remember many times the neighbor lady, don't do that. You know, she'd correct me. <laughs> you know, it's not like that at all, man. You could be standing out on the street dead as a board, leaning up against a car, for instance, and they'd just say, boy, he's standing there a long time. Then the wind blows him over, maybe they will come and look. But most people, they don't look. They don't care. But see, as Christians, though, we're not going to, if they do evil to us, we don't want to do evil back. Yet, and, and I'll tell you, I, I faced a lot of that. And in America, you know, if you're, if you're a Christian today, if you're a ministry, if you're something else, you know, many, many, many years ago, our websites got hacked by radical Muslims. And they took everything down and put up messages to their God and the whole nine yards. That happens. I do websites. I've been doing tech stuff and websites and writing and publishing for a long time. Now in the beginning you couldn't do that because we didn't have the technology. Today we got the technology. That's why a lot of companies are having trouble. We're buying our foods online. We get better choices. We get them delivered right away. You can do everything online. And that's just the way they want it because as soon as they get digital in, and I've been warning about digital for many, many years, and people are now dragging out uh, David Wilkerson's uh, 73. I, I have the book, The Vision. I have a number of his books. I used to listen to David Wilkerson all the time many, many years ago. But see, even the vision David Wilkerson have, has, uh, you know, it's true and it's frightening. But what is coming is worse, I, I believe, worse than what his vision is. Because there was a time when America was genuinely a nice place. Now, you see, they say, well, if you were black or an Indian, well, I happen to know Indians. I've been in their houses. I've played with them. We had Mexicans. We had Indians. We had whites. We had cowboys. We had hippies. I got along with all of them. 
Well, you didn't say blacks. That's because we didn't have any blacks. Even when my own kids were raised. There were no blacks around. It's not my fault. And then I got introduced to the world of blacks and the world of whites. And what I found out was, especially in the military, that you can't always tell. Because the sin is not in the skin. The sin is not the color of your skin. But sin is that which is within, in your heart. A black man is no more holy than a white man or a yellow man or a red man or any kind of a man. It's in your heart. And there's only one way you're going to be made righteous with God and that is to be, become born again through Christ Jesus. John chapter 1. He went to his own and his own received him not. His own people didn't even receive him, but some of them did. And he says further in that verse, To many as did receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. So there were some that wouldn't, but those that did be, were given the power to become the sons of God. John 1. John 3 says you must be born again of the Spirit. John 3.16 tells you For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have eternal life. And they stop there, but you need to read the context. You follow the context down and the Lord warns that there are those you know, that won't believe, that won't receive. Matter of fact, he talks about those who don't believe who are actually cursed. And they don't come because they love darkness. First John 1 tells you if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. You have to walk as he walked. You have to be in his light. You have to have fellowship with him. And today in America even, they, they reveal a hatred for Christianity and Christians like this country has never seen. So we've got calamities coming. We've got to serve Christ. That calamity part of it may be Christian persecution. You may have to run like Agafia did and her family. Agafia had no say-so in it. Her dad just took her. She was born in a little, what, a little tub? wooden tub. You had to make everything. And they lived as a family clear out in the middle of nowhere and what did they do all day? They found food. They, they found wood to stay warm. Thank God her dad knew how to do that. You know, the one thing of it is, God is still in charge. You may not think he's in charge, but he is. Now, you see, in this part of the study, 
We are going to be looking at Psalm 94, but before we get there, we're going to look at a few other scriptures. We find the powers of the day were spreading desolation through the land. When we look at Psalm 94, wicked princes are rulers. Psalm 94, 3 through 7. Their thrones were established on evil. They defended wickedness and wrong by their authority. And they abused their power and employed it to overthrow the rights of others. Sounds like today. In 1 Samuel chapter 25 and verses 23 through 24, Abigail intercedes with David. Then God, who was watching over David, but turned the situation around. The story of Nabal, Abigail, and David we find in 1 Samuel chapters 24 through 25. And then followed it was a history of Nabal's folly and of the wise and generous behavior of his pious and intelligent wife, Abigail, towards David. And it shows how Jehovah watched over his servant David and not only preserved him from an act of passion and excitement, which might have endangered his calling to be king of Israel, but turned the trouble in, into which he had been brought into a source of prosperity and salvation. All events can bring you into various things. Now the one thing we're going to look next, we were looking at the word calamity. And all these things are tied together. The other one is offended. Greek 46.24 Originally to put a snare and a stumbling block in the way. That's why you get offended. And in America, we have got a lot of offended people. They're called woke people. They're woke. And they may be they, them, and... A bunch of other names. But you see, in the beginning, God created two sexes, male and female, Adam and Eve, period. But see, man wants to screw things up, and the devil wants to lead people into a dozen different ways at once. Because if he can keep you confu uh, confused, there's no way you're going to find your redemption unless the grace of God finds you and you wake up by his grace. In John 16, 1 through 4, and, I, and I've always thought about this, you know, we look at a lot of things in the gospel. We've, we've been told. We know what's coming in Revelation. We may not all agree on some things in Revelation, but we know one thing. That when some of the events in Revelation happens, it's a whoops moment. It's one of those things that says, it's here now. And I, I've heard of more people online right now, today. When they look at what's happening and how America's changed, they suddenly get to Revelation. They suddenly find the old sermons of David Wilkerson's and others, David Wilkerson and others. And they find out that someone warned them a long time ago. Well, we've been warning people. This is our 25th year. And I'll bet 90% of the people never heard of us. I can write one article and put it out. But those who are in the darkness can put out a thousand of my one. I try to get on certain things. And they don't want you. You know, we were on YouTube many years ago and they started doing what they're doing today. And they were banning people back then. I got off YouTube. And then all of a sudden I wound up because one of the, of the carriers of our shows today, you know, puts them up automatically on YouTube if you want. So I said, why not? So we had a whole bunch of them up there. And then I started watching them as they started catching different videos, because they didn't like what, what the video was. These were all preaching and teaching. And eventually they kicked us off. By the time they were kicking us off, you could see it. You could follow them. This is what these people do. They're woke. They don't want it. 
Even Biden comes out in an antichrist way. And those who help him are definitely anti-Christian. Antichrist. These things have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended or be made to stumble. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time comes that whosoever kills you will think he does God's service. Well, we look at the radical Islam. They want to kill the people of the book, which are the Jews and the Christians. They're doing God a service. They're God. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father of me. See, they don't know the Father. They may tell you that they do, and Christians and even Christian preachers may tell you it's the same God. It's not the same God. Because they do not know the Father or the Son. But these things have I told you that when the time come, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning because I was with you. Now see, when he, you know, and he was going to leave eventually in order to send the Holy Spirit. And so now he has to tell them. You don't want to tell them ahead of time. So there's a lot of things. And, and he tells us these things because you will believe. You were told ahead of time. You will understand. In Matthew eleven six, it says, And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. And Christians can become offended in the Lord. Many years ago, it's not that I was offended, but I disagreed with certain things. And I literally argued with the Lord. I was never at the point where I didn't believe. I was never at the point where I was an unbeliever. But there was issues. And... We worked it out. <laughs> it's not an easy process. Because God will let you go. And when you come to the end of your rope. And come back around to where you started from. And I remember in the end. I saw a lot of days of grief. And weeping and howling. If you want to call it that. I'd have saved myself a lot of trouble. But God lets you go because that's part of your learning. He knows. And about when you're ready to fall, about when you're ready to, that's it, I, you know, and you're, you're sitting there in the dark or darkness and you're, you're almost lost. It's at that time when the little flicker of a flame looks like it's going to go out and God reaches down and gives it more life and touches you. And in that moment of distress, you find God's grace and love greater than ever. And he blows a little on the flame in order to get it to fire up a little bit. And he gets some more air and gets that thing a-going. The Holy Spirit in you begins dealing with you and revealing things. I've been there. I've been there when darkness was too dark. And I always knew God. But this is, you know, an old Jewish prophet who was also a Christian. He was a believer. He was a messianic. And he says, when God calls people, he says sometimes it takes seven or eight years for him to get the sin out of them before he can use them. Well, you look over in the UK, and now the Church of England is thinking about making God they them. This is so people 
can be opposite not believe that the Son of God is the Son of God. They've been doing this for many years. There was a push to make God a female. Or something else. You know, you can believe whatever you want about God. He lets you do that. But when you stand before him, there will be the Son of God and the Father, whether you like it or not. And there's only going to be one redemption through Christ, whether you like it or not. And I think that's really the things we need to prop up, especially today. Matthew eleven six says, Blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. And it wasn't that I was offended, but I had a a complaint, and I went to the complaint department. <laughs> yeah, I can laugh about it now, <laughs> boy. And, and, you know, things happen to you, and that's the way it is. You know, you have to understand. You know, it's going to be tough at times. You're going to run into trouble. Various things happen. You know, in the world, you're going to have tribulation, he said. You know, that's, that's the way it is. But see, he's there to redeem you. He's there to help you. And if you get to the point where you're having issues and arguing God, or maybe you're depressed, whatever it is, hang in there. Because God will make a way for you. I pray that you'll understand these things that I'm trying to bring to you today. Because the day of calamity is coming. The throne of iniquity is here. And the revelation says, the Son of God comes. Thank God for our hope. Father, bless those that hear this whenever they do. Father, heal them, touch them, strengthen them, bless them. And if there be those that are having an argument or trouble today with you, I ask for grace and mercy. Help them to understand the truth, Father. In Jesus' name, love them and redeem them and rescue them. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. Take care, folks. Be safe. Look to the Lord and be found in him. Stay close to him. Keep your kids close to you and to the Lord. And pray for them everywhere you go. Get the scripture out and pray scripture over them for protection. There are man-eaters, children stealers, and I mean stealing their hearts, getting them into iniquity. There is these are people who are demons in the in the clothes of skin, you know, human like us. Dear God in heaven, deliver them. Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Check out my book, The Rising. Get yourself a copy and then let me know after you finish reading it what you think. Take care. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.